Hello, 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 and welcome back to another information-packed episode on Ready, Set, Real Estate. I'm your host, Lisa Puerta, also known as Super Agent, founder and creator of many cool things that you can learn more about at lasuperagent.com. First and foremost, we want to shout out our listening audience who've been tuning in on our radio podcast everywhere. Want to say hello, hello. Thank you, thank you for your continued support. Shout out to my family and friends. Without you, there is no me. And tonight we're going to have a guest guest. So, you know, from time to time we bring a special guest and I feel like it's timely that we have a conversation you know, keep it real, fam. Have a conversation of, about what's happening. So season seven, episode three of the show, we are discussing real estate scare or scarcity, meaning is there a lack, a shortage or three something scares? I am sound checking. <laughs> I'm checking. I'm sound checking. And I want to make sure I tag my guests that way. He has an opportunity to share on his page. All right. So good stuff. Without further ado, I want to introduce you to my guest, Thomas TJ. Thomas TJ Lofton. And although he's original from CPT, Compton in the building, he is actually uh, connected with us today all the way from ATL. TJ, welcome to the show. How are you? How are you? I'm magnificent. How about yourself? <laughs> right. So I want to introduce you as a uh, new face to some of our new listening um, audience and viewing audience that Thomas Lofton is the author of Monetizing Gentrification. He is a author. He is a coach, real estate developer, experienced. Um, he is founder of, is it Compton? I want to say Compton Wheels, but you correct me. Compton Wire Wheels. What? Compton. Wire Wheels from back in the day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so listen, you guys, we are in for a very very touchy conversation tonight so it's going to be sensitive tj's on because usually tj doesn't hold back when we talk about real estate and um i think it's an opportunity for us to revisit the discussions that we've had tj were you on earlier this year when we talked about development or was it already last year i mean time has gone by so quickly i'm not exactly sure it seemed like it was forever ago because <laughs> we don't do this enough you know yeah, and that's true. And you've been traveling from uh, coast to coast, east, north, south, and you have been seeing a lot of real estate, um, a lot of what's happening in rural, urban communities, near the colleges, near the HBCUs. And so you and I were having a discussion in terms of what is happening right now with this whole volatility in the market. And I think it's important that we come on and just have a conversation, you know, where where folks can really um, maybe have get get their their mind spinning in a different direction, which you I think you tend to do that very well. So, of course, because I know you and I think you do a better job of uh, sharing all the wonderful things that you I definitely want people to warm up to who you are because you have accolades in terms of experience over 30 plus years, and I'm not dating you, uh, in terms of how long you've been around doing your thing. <laughs> so I don't want to tell your age. I don't want to hey, tell your age, although you I'm are. still young. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I'm not sure if you got that tag, but I want to make sure you get the tag so you can um, share it. That yeah, way you know where it is. I did. Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool, cool. For those of you who are on, this is a live show. Make sure you press one. And if you have shared this uh, episode, go ahead and press two. Listen, we've got giveaways coming up for the month of March. You want to tune into the show because I will be um, offering 
some uh, pop quizzes. There will be pop quizzes happening where you get an opportunity to win. You get to win the Ready Set Real Estate Visa gift cards. Did I share that with you, TJ? Listen, we got we didn't level that. We got Visa gift cards we're giving away. Well, well, how do I get one? <laughs> <laughs> They're super cool, and I've been getting a lot of compliments about it. And um, people are really excited about our growth, so I'm really happy that we have, yeah. you know, uh, an awesome support. Yeah, congratulations on your success. You know, I appreciate what y'all doing. Saw the new office. It was well new office, right? And you like my grand piano happening back here too? You know what I'm saying? You got <laughs> you got to let me come over and do my famous. You know. <laughs> Exactly. We're here for it. So listen, let's jump right into it, TJ. Um, you and I had a very heated conversation earlier today as I gave, I called you up and I was talking about, you, you've been actively sharing what's happening with the COVID-19, the coronavirus, um, and how it's shutting down schools, how it's impacting the economy. And you have a very interesting take on it that I feel like it's it it it's a, for a conversation for people to hear because it's a different perspective in thinking in terms of how that impacts um, existing homeowners. Not so much about new homeowners, but existing homeowners. So let's talk about um, what your position has been on, you know, COVID nineteen and the real estate volatility and um, what you've been seeing. Well, what I've been seeing is this is this is a historical market right now. You know, America has never seen such a, a very a lucrative market as it is currently. So, you know, all the rapid growth with all the different uh, ideas that's out, the technology is creating multi-billionaires and trillionaires overnight. And there's a huge need for larger housing. You know, they want to be in better areas with more successful, with much better weather. And that is all like California, pretty much. So because of that, you have a lot of corporations being shifted around the country. So it is such an interesting time in history. And I realized that a lot of people don't understand it. So that's what made me write the book, because I realized I said people are selling valuable real estate, but they don't because they don't realize what's going on around them. They don't pay attention to these these billion dollar corporations moving in their neighborhoods, you know. So I just had to, you know, get out here and start teaching people about it because, you know, I've been I've been doing this for so for so long that I realized, you know, I call it disaster economics, right? <laughs> when you get to a point okay. where when, when certain people <clears throat> are in prime real estate, you're familiar with prime real estate, right? Well, prime let's say I know nothing about that. Let's what is prime real estate? And let's talk about disaster economics. Because what we do on the show here is we define terms and concepts. You asked me to def define scarcity and I said, you know, <laughs> shortage, lack. So I want to break that down because we don't assume on people even know what we're talking about because we are proponents, proponents of real estate education. <laughs> okay. Well, when y'all get to the uh, alumni stages where y'all graduated from, you know, real estate 101, <laughs> you know, the basics, you'll realize there's a such thing as called real estate warfare. You know, and that's what we're mm. experiencing right now, meaning we're literally at war to get the better real estate, to get the prime real estate. So what is prime real estate? What is better real estate? Prime real estate is real estate that's close to the water, the oceans, the jobs like downtowns, major in, in, in corporate areas, uh, airports. That is always prime real estate. So, for example, in Los Angeles, you have uh uh inglewood los angeles they have the Merce, they have the uh what is that called the the ram stadium you know they're expanding the airport lax airport and just so much more play vista has all the, the new google you know youtube studios all the tech you know they have the brand new tech what is it called tech uh i don't know how it slipped my mind they're moving uh you're talking about Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley and, um, has moved from Northern California and they updated in, in building in Silicon. They created a brand new situation called Silicon Beach, which is in Los Angeles, which did not exist 
prior to the early 90s. It became into in perspective at in the late in the mid 90s when they started building it. So that 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 was because that real estate was prime. So just like I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia, <clears throat> another prime area <clears throat> in the real estate around the uh, Hartford Jackson Airport, you know, or in the, all of this is in African American neighborhoods in Atlanta, College Park, East Point. So we got new Mercedes-Benz Dome, uh, Founders Stadium, and gentrification is at an all-time high here. So that these areas are prime real estate. You know, this is the areas that people, this is where all the jobs are. So this is the, the highly sought after areas. So this that means it's prime. So anything, you know, 30 minutes away from a, a major uh, city, airport, beach, that's prime, that's considered prime real estate. So that's what the investors are after. That's what that's what the investors are after. So you you come to a time where the the land is worth so much money, right? And people have to figure out ways of how do I get these people to sell their houses? You know, how do I get these small mom and pop businesses to get out of these buildings so we can buy this stuff and tear down and and build some you know some stuff that looks that can fit us, right? that could fit the wealthier, the people who are willing to pay more money. So what I've been looking at is a lot of people have not been selling. A lot of people, you know, they're like, hey, we ain't going nowhere. We don't need a brand new big old giant shoebox house. You know, I like my house in Compton. I like my house in Atlanta, East Point, whichever, wherever city you are, Detroit or something. So they're coming up with ways to get us out of there, out of these areas. So I realized that, uh, you know, I'm always thinking, I said, someone told, I did the math back in the days when I first started talking with Dr. Sabi about uh, what was going on with the real estate in California. You know, when the, when the housing prices hit 350 for a brand new house in LA, I was like, that's, that's ridiculous. That's crazy. Your average person can't afford 350. Now we, we love to have a $350 thousand dollar house, right? <laughs> please, please, baby, baby, please bring it yeah. back. So I was telling Dr. Sabi back in those days, Ancestor Sabi, rest in peace, by the way. I was telling rest him that man, this is, I was telling him that this is ridiculous. $350,000 for a house and there's no real jobs here. You know, they're, they're, they're going to bring the Ram Stadium here. They're not hiring. There's no real jobs there. That's a part-time temporary seasonal job. You know, how you go buy a $350,000 house on those kind of wages, you know? So... I realized I did the math. I looked at a lot of people selling their houses because of the stadium came in because they realized they can get 350, 400 for their houses. And then I said, wow. I said, by the time uh, 2021 gets here, you know, there won't be any more African Americans in LA because they would have sold their property by then. Because that, and that brought me back to, to years ago. I said, someone told me that black people are always being baited out of the city out of the prime real estate with this Palmdale's and Marino Valley's and, uh, you know, Maryland's baiting people out of DC, you know, uh, 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 what do you call it? The Kula Georgia's the, the Macon Georgia's where they're building bigger houses, 30, 45 minutes an hour away from the major city. So I started doing the math and looked at how many people were leaving. And I figured, but at least by 2021, you know, you won't have any African-American presence in Los Angeles. And someone told me, they said, oh, no, they've already did the math on that, TJ. It's called Vision 2020, <laughs> you know, and there'll be, there won't be no black people in L.A. by 2020. So I remember thinking, like, wow, what are they going to do, crash an airplane in there or something to get people to sell, to get out of this area, you know? Because, you know, we're right in L.A., they're right there on that runway, right? I mean, they're right there in that, that path going up century. So I was just thinking, like, what it extreme are they going to do what's going to happen so extreme that's going to make thousands hundreds of thousands of people sell their houses and then all of a sudden this thing called uh opportunity zones happen i said wow mm. you know i started looking at the the level of gang violence just amped up and a lot of my friends was like hey that ain't us <laughs> you know like we stand in the house you know <laughs> i remember it was so funny because in Palm, I was in Palmdale, California at the time, and the police were actually going door to door, 
looking for the criminals because they were like they're not out anymore. You know, they're wow. like they're tired of going to jail, so they started staying in the house. You know, they're like, hey, we ain't going outside no more because the police is arresting people. It's getting too bad out here. I don't know who this is. And next thing you know, the police started this thing called sweeps. Like if you were a convicted felon, they're going to go to your house and knock on your door <laughs> and just check on you because they haven't seen you in a while. Mm-hmm. I'm like, isn't that what you want them to do? So I realized that it's a, it's a very interesting economy in the world of how things really work. So I pay attention to these things. You know, what extremes are going to happen to make people sell their properties? You know, so now we're at, I figure by 20, Vision 2020, that happens. <clears throat> so it's, we're in 2020 now, and it's like, okay, well, something extreme is going to happen. Something extreme is going to happen right now. Sure enough, all of a sudden, this thing called the coronavirus comes out. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Oh, now they're close up. So for me, as an investor, right, you know how I'm like the fire department. When you see everybody running away, I'm like the fire department. I'm running to the fire, right? I'm like, what's over there? Let me look and see. What can I buy? You know, what's going on? Right. When the North North Northridge earthquake happened, everybody was running away. I ran too. Say, oh, this is a great time to buy. So a lot of people don't realize that that disasters, uh, uh, major bad situations happen, and it forces people to sell their houses at fire prices. So this is one of those situations where. You know, it's happening. So I pay attention very closely. Me as an investor, I pay, I pay attention very closely to what's happening. And for example, Fulton County decided, okay, we're going to be the first in the nation here in Atlanta, Georgia, to close the public school system. Well, okay, well, I'm always, as an investor, African American investor, I'm always thinking about, you know, the race card. Okay, this is, you know, there's, there's some racist things happening when it comes down to us. You know, we're always being experimented on. So I'm like, okay, well, let me always investigate. I always ask five extra questions. You know what I'm saying? Than everybody else. I have a different perspective. So I'm thinking Fulton County probably is about 90% African-American schools. So it wouldn't hurt anybody if they closed that day. It wouldn't hurt the investors, the people with the real money. It would only hurt African-Americans if they closed that county down, if that makes sense. So, I'm thinking, so let's process Go ahead, because I was like, let's process that, especially because you shared this and I shared this. Um, this was announcement here in L.A. And for those of you who are new to me, I am an active uh, real estate professional here in, in and licensed in California. So I'm going to speak to activities here. Um, you know, TJ is traveling and doing his thing. So I get to tap into him of what's happening, which is why we connect. Um, but we as you talk about the, the districts, this the superintendent just got authority to shut down or close school districts if he needs to. The biggest concern they have, which you're leading to this, is that there are families, I believe 83% of the LAUSD population is not poor to working class. Yes, and the, the families, the children rely on the school district for meals, breakfast, yep. lunch, and dinner for yep. the children and yep. for safe daycare, hey. if you will, caretaking, you know, caretaking. Yeah, um, safe, safer to be at school sometimes. And, and safety. Oh, my gosh. You're so right. And safety. Yeah. So I, I wanted to extrapolate that to put it in perspective to what you're about to say right now about how something like this shutting down schools in areas that are already feeling pressure. Right, right. So go for it, go for it. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. I looked at that major power move that they did with, uh, you know, I used to be an advisor to the Inglewood School District, right? Inglewood School District, Compton School District. I was an advisor to that Compton as well. Uh, Set in on meetings at the LA at, at the LAUSD school district. So I'm always in somebody's school looking around, asking questions, trying to, you know, talk to the, em, em, empower our young people, you know? And I noticed things as a real estate investor and I realized that the land that the school set on, we talk, talking about acres in the middle of the city, near the jobs, you know? We got, I looked at the Rams have been fighting, trying to get land, all of a sudden, the Rams bailed out the Inglewood School District, which was in receivership, 
And the next thing you know, they cut a deal and they got one of those high schools because they got a lot of land and the football players are playing on the high school's land. So that tells me I'm looking at that. That was a power move. It's, we're in a billion dollar real estate situation and the school district is in receivership, which means bankruptcy. There's no money in Inglewood to put uh, to build a school out of uh, receivership. But there is a, they came up with three billion dollars to put new concrete in front of everybody houses and cut the trees down, put new sidewalks in. <laughs> I'm like, come on now. This is a real estate uh, uh, warfare we're at. So I looked at the fact that 47, you got some of these high schools sit on like 22 acres, 47 acres or whatever, right? So I'm thinking to myself, how many condos can you build on 47 acres? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In the middle of the city and how much would you get for them? So seeing mm. that it's an African-American, these are African-American schools, they always find a reason to close them down. I was in F Philadelphia. They closed down 45 schools before there was a thing called the coronavirus. They just yeah, found and, great reasons to close them down, you know, all over the country. And that was one of the hardest things for me to see. That was actually the one of the very first things I saw as I started the movement for Real Estate 100. And I'm going out here and introducing real estate as a concept to the youth and the community. And I know I shared my story and my experience with you. And it was very hard for me to see schools with a, you know, closed or um, what's the sign? I mean, like for sale and, and, and yes. schools that yes. are shut down, like, and I mean, it wasn't like one school, it was multiple schools. Yes. All over and it's the like, yeah, and it's, very difficult to see. And I, I will say it definitely um, put it into perspective, just kind of how fortunate being in LA, whatever your situation is, the fact that we don't drive down the block and we don't see an entire school shut down. Right, exactly. Like you our know. kids are able to, to either walk or bus or commute to a school right. where you have students don't have access across the country in other states, they cannot do that. Like that's so real right. today right. in 2020, right. that is happening in the United States. Right. In Los Angeles, I think they saved gentrification for last because the, the real estate is the most lucrative in the nation. Los Angeles has the most expensive real estate in the country, and New York is the second. So because you, that, you have a lot of Los Angeles has the wealthiest African American people in the country in the neighborhoods, right? So that means we got the money, the power to fight back. That means we got black politicians, and they got financial backing to the point that they can say, "No, we ain't having it." So they had to wait and do LA last. So I come to the East Coast. I see they just running this place down with a bulldozer. Like, wow, how did how is that possible that they can go in DC and bulldoze a whole neighborhood like 300 acres in the middle of the city of African American communities and completely redo them? And it looks like a brand new downtown uh, DC. It's like I've never in my life saw you know 30 high rise buildings being built together. I've never seen that. I usually, you get one. You know. You usually get two, you know, they're updating one or something like that, but you don't have a whole, like, can you imagine a whole brand new downtown being built with high rises? Like we just moved to Palmdale in the middle of the desert. I ain't never seen that before. So that's why I said, I got to write this book because people ain't going to believe this stuff, you know? And uh, so fast forward the story. I was going to ask you to, uh-huh. Fast forward the story. I realized, I said, People are not going to believe this. So, and most importantly, they don't know what to do. So in the South, they're just bulldozing people over, pushing them out of here because people don't know what to ask for. They don't know what to say. They don't They don't identify what's going on. So that's when I start doing these trainings in public speaking because it's just amazing things happening. Meaning, if you found out a major corporation just moved in your neighborhood, you should be trying to you know, cancel the $20,000 wedding and go buy some of this real estate around that corporation. You know, you should be, forget college for now. You know, you got $200,000 saved for college. You should be over here trying to open up, buy some land across from Amazon, you know? And that's when I started realizing people like, oh, I didn't know that. So 
now that I see this coronavirus, no offense to anyone because this is just my perception as a real estate investor. I got, you know, I'm looking at things. To me, real estate investors, we kind of have that, that uh, what do they say? Oh, you guys are heartless here. I can't believe you did that. You know, well, you know, it was for sale. These people want needed money, so why not, right? You just sit back and let these people walk away and leave their houses because of a flood. And they, they're gone, moving off to a different state. And they can't come back. Why not give them twenty thousand dollars so they can move away with you know? So I see these. I see everybody else doing it, but us. You know, so it's like yeah. maybe two of us out there out of twenty thousand. You know, what I'm saying out here investors. So no offense to anybody who's experienced coronavirus or gotten sick and died. I personally, I haven't heard of anybody. I don't know anybody personally, and I know a lot of people, by the way. You know, uh, but like I said, no disrespect to anyone, but. I'm keeping my real estate. And if you are interested in selling yours, please consider me, you know, not, not trying to be disrespectful, but there is a lot of people who are targeting these areas and trying to come up with unethical ways to convince you to sell your houses in these prime locations. So first it was gang violence. Oh my gosh, babies are being murdered over here. You should sell your house. You know what I'm saying? This has gotten so bad. You should sell your house. Then it was, oh my gosh, it was an earthquake. You should sell your house. That was that was a terrible earthquake. You know, you should you know there's gonna be a big one one day. You should sell. There's always a reason. Yeah, why. I, it's so funny. I remember that. Um yeah. vaguely, because I was in my younger years when it was like, oh man, you you know the big one's coming. Uh right. supposedly California is supposed to fall off the United States and we're just right. gonna drift off and yep. float off into the ocean. And, and, and then another one is, oh my gosh. It's gonna burn up. California is gonna burn, burn to the ground. You guys should just go ahead. And right sell. when par when paradise when paradise was on fire. Right. You guys always have fire season. You should just sell. You know. I'm like looking at it everywhere I've ever seen a, a fire or a natural disaster. It's like it's like uh, the next couple of years is like wow. I would love to live there. You know. I would, I would love to have some real estate there because it's. 10 times more is worth 50 times more than it was before it burnt up or before it was a flood. Just like when I was in Louisiana, you know, Hurricane Katrina happens. I come in there. It was an African-American community before the hurricane. After the hurricane happened, pushed all those people out. I go in there. You can't find African-Americans. There's all a whole lot of other people there in those neighborhoods. Same, like, same thing with Puerto Rico. Yeah. Same thing with Puerto Rico. You know, a friend of mine just all, got back. The Bahamas. All this. The Bahamas, all these beautiful places with, I mean, yeah. and the devastation is like, you know, and I've connected with people who are, are investing there and they're like, oh, oh, you know what? It's, there's so much real estate available. It's, yes. it's a great time. It's prime. They'll, they'll, and what was interesting when I was talking about Puerto Rico, um, someone said, oh, that's what, what happened with the hurricane that hit. They said that was such a small part that it wasn't impacting the rest of Puerto Rico. But what did we see on the media and TV, right? We saw devastation and, oh my gosh. But then the people that were living there were like, oh, that that was that was on the other side of Puerto Rico, that we didn't even feel it. Same thing right. with Texas. Right. I was in the middle of a transaction and, and the media was like, oh, this devastation that happened in Texas, of course not discounting. And for those of you who are listening, by, by no means, are we being insensitive? Am I being insensitive by, by saying that there's devastation? These places are experiencing devastation. There is true devastation happening. It's what is being used as propaganda to make it right. seem as mass, right. mass, mass devastation and the hysteria that it creates, which is why today's episode is called Real Estate Scare or scarcity. Is this right. a war on land? As we know, we, we've been right. at war on land since the beginning of time. Right. Is this a true scare or is this about scarcity because we because there are people that need access to the land? Right. You know, for as long as we've lived, you know, I look at the, uh, the Indians, right? And the Indians got designated a piece of land for themselves. Hey, this is your own private land. You know, hey, sorry about what happened back in the days. This is your, your 500 acres over here. Then all of a sudden they decide, you know what? 100 years, 50 years later, you know what? We need to run a pipeline. 
we need the land back, you know? <laughs> so stuff happens yeah. and things happen to get people out off of this land. So it's always been about the land. So now you got to look at, we're in the middle of the city. These houses are a hundred plus years old. This plumbing is terrible. You know, I replaced the plumbing. I, I replaced the toilet in a friend's of mine's house in LA the other day. And I looked at that, uh, that die cast pipe or whatever it was. And it, it, it was like, wow, this is what you're running your bath water out of. This is what you're brushing your teeth with. This yeah, is they ca- yes, are really bad is especially yeah. because of so much years. And the scary thing is I actually seen in um, one of the transactions that we did, my client ended up having to repipe the entire property is because the flim flam jobs that come in, right. they actually, that galvanized pipe was attached right. to the copper. Right. Those two metals together cause cancer. Right. Those two metals together cause yep. cancer. Exactly. And so these people were living in the property for about 10 to 14 years, being exposed to when you connect those two metals together, you're now being yeah. exposed to cancer, cancerous right. materials, right. coming through your water, you know, cooking, right. washing your hands, bathing all that stuff right and and you got anyway that was by far but that was a i think that was the information somebody needed to hear that right <laughs> and, and you got to really think about that you know all of this pipe is running through the streets running through the city shout so, out to ergj in the building E-R-G-J i love it building evan says what's next the hennessy virus <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be like the real estate virus <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So hey, Evan Exactly. Evan, if you're still tuning in, I actually was texting you to get you on tonight because you are our financial educator. And I wanted to have this discussion about stocks and the volatility of the stocks and so forth. So if you know, if you came already, brother, you already know you are welcome to uh, uh, join the conversation. And we just make it one big happy family tonight um, and empowering folks. So yeah, so with that being said, um, yeah, again, is it a real estate scare? And and this brings us a conversation, like, like you said, you know, TJ posed this question about prime real estate and I, I mentioned it. What is prime real estate? Do you know how to recognize what prime real estate is? Because unfortunately, um, people are living their lives, right, TJ? They don't realize, they don't think that, they don't think to realize they may be sitting on an R2, an RD1, a R3, a R4 lot. Now, what am I talking about? I'm talking about zoning. Right. You live your life. You, you, you know, some stuff. You're not even thinking about your zone. Right. People don't, people don't go to the meetings to talk about the zoning changes, you know? Do you right. you familiar right. with the uh, you familiar with the red line, right? We we did have a topic on the redlining. Oh, Evans in the building. Listen, we're gonna talk about real estate got to next level. I do know about the redlining. Um, for those of you who missed that webinar, that was a great one. We talked about redlining, steering, and blockbusting. Um, were you going to talk about this new CNN um, on the redlining? Hold on one second. Okay, you heard about Hey the Evan, I What's up, brother Evan? Hey, they say if you stay ready, you ain't gotta get ready. You know what I'm saying? Right. Ask about camera ready. I stay ready. Right. <laughs> and I was gonna call you. I, I was like, I gotta text you. And and TJ actually was like, Hey, what time are you going on? And I had to keep pushing the time, didn't even get to drop you. I was like, so thank you. I you you were in my spirit because I was like, I gotta get you on here to talk about this because you've been teaching about investing on in stocks using Cash App. So I'm gonna come back. I wanna hold that thought, Evan. I want TJ to finish his thought about the steering and the redlining. So we've heard about the steering, we've heard about gentrification, and we've heard about redlining. But my question for you is: Have you heard about blue? The blue line. The blue line is okay. The blue line is areas where they designate this is for our wealthy people. We want the billionaires and trillionaires to live here. Your Beverly Hills, your Malibu, your Smyrna, Georgia, you know, different places where super ultra uber wealthy are living now. You know, like you got uh, Jeff Bezos 
Bezos just bought a $165 million house. So now these billionaires and trillionaires, they require more land. They, you know, they don't want just the, the, the seven acres that their house was on. They want to buy the four or five houses around them and get 30 acres in the middle of, of, of Beverly Hills where historically no one has ever had over two acres, hypothetically speaking, you know? So now these guys are tearing down and creating less houses in Beverly Hills and pushing people further out. And they're, they're trying to designate California, period, to be a blue, a blue line, a blue state, if that makes sense. Most people blue are not aware of Listen, see, New York is. I'm well. Lisa's learning today because I already know. I, I know which. I know which side you um you you sticking and moving. So I haven't been up to date with blue lining, although I do talk about it, and we definitely know we've been in a developer's market, and the fact that the uh, developers can't even compete with them. investors cannot compete with the developers right now because right. they have deep pockets. Right. Their you know, pockets are so deep right now. The investors, the, the developers have never really been at the table. It's always been the film industry. It's been the oil industry. You know, it's been the tech boys. Now it's the developers are at the big boys table. Say, hey, we billionaires, too. We're trillionaires, too. You know, I was at a yacht show uh, last what was it, last year and I was checking out the new yachts that just came out and I was checking the prices out. And I'm like. I looked in the truck. It was a whole lot of doolies in the parking lot. I'm like, whoa, doolies. So I go in there and I started noticing. It's like there goes three different developers that I personally know. I'm like, this is the developers yacht show. It's like this is the first time they're saying this is the new boys who got money now. It's the tech guys and the developers are there buying up the big yachts. So the, the yacht people mm. have raised their prices. I'm like, they've raised their prices drastically. Because they, these guys are coming, they're paying cash. 1.2 million, no problem. Go ahead and deliver it to my house. Matter of fact, I need another one for my West East Coast house, you know? And I'm looking at that like, wow, yeah. there's a lot of money out here. That's why yeah. I tell people, it's all about the trades. These guys ain't got no degrees. These guys just know how to build houses. It's about the trade. That's what it's Great all about. Great segue to bring in Evan. We are, we, I'm going to connect ERGJ, uh, Evan Jefferson, my brother, listen, y'all both in ATL today. I feel a little left out. I'm going to just say that. I feel a little left out. I'm not in ATL today. No, 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 no. But we need, Evan we, need, we need you to cover the West Coast while we cover the East Coast. <laughs> okay. I received that. We got DJ, your financial, your certified, right? Your certified financial educator, uh, founder, and a creator of the ERDJ Black Bazaar. The um, founder, create actually author of the Black Billionaires Club, and if anyone knows about uh, money, this guy's the author of studying wealthy people. If you want to be wealthy, and I just paraphrase his whole phrase, but uh, <laughs> Evan, welcome to the show. <laughs> man, I'm here, man. Great ple pleasure, pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for having me here on the real estate. Season seven, season seven, season seven, episode three. I was wondering when the when the next episode coming out, so I just happened to be a part of it. So we talking about scare or scarcity, man. Let me tell you, let me tell you guys something. It it depends on. It all just comes down, I believe, to people's mentality and understanding. It's, it's hard to take uh, maybe to switch how you think if you've been thinking how you've been thinking for a long time, right? So here's how I put it. Mo most people that live in our society are are, are just consumers. They're, they're more socialists than they are capitalists. So they think, they think with their hearts. And unfortunately, I mean, that's, that's a good thing to, to, to care, to love, to care, all that good stuff. But when it comes to money, Money doesn't care <laughs> <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, so to to take the to change this philosophy from okay, I, I got my caring hat on to okay, now I need to, I now want to now I want to put on my how do I profit hat on? How do I make some, how do I get something good out of something that's going something that's happening that's bad? Now, one thing for your audience, I want your audience to know and understand is this simply is that there are more millionaires made in the recession than any other time. And the reason why is because, <laughs> uh, the, you know, there's this thing that there's this concept of understanding of price versus value. 
Price is what you pay, value is what you get. The What is happening with the coronavirus has nothing to do with bad business. For example, real estate, as you guys are talking about real estate, we can talk about real estate for a second. We know in 2008, uh, you know, people were buying more house than they could afford or financing more house than they could afford with the interest rates or 0% interest rates or negative interest rates or, you know, arms and all that stuff, which uh, Lisa, you could talk about. That was bad business, right? Which was doomed, yeah. to, doomed to fail and doomed to have a, a negative economic impact on our economy. Right now, we're not having bad business. We're just having no business due to uh, transportation and things like that that's taking place without being able to transport goods and services or import export services. So the, the, the value of the companies has not diminished. Just the price, because they're not able to do business as they have normally done business. So I tell people, man, what, can, what do you expect is gonna happen when this clears up and businesses which are not have not been doing bad business get back to doing business that they normally have done business for the past let's just say uh eight 2008 11 12 years 12 years so if it was what would happen in 2008 i would say man you know we really did a little recession because of bad business but we're really looking at great quality opportunity companies giving us an opportunity uh to uh partake in their profit for pennies on the dollar and i don't know about y'all but i like a sale <laughs> i like a sale baby give it to me oh, i can go on when y'all let me go i will go i like I sale too I, and, you, and you're right you, you're right. So you touched on so much. Oh, my gosh. For those of you who are listening, listen, You your ears, your eyes have been blessed today to have these brothers on a show because these are experienced uh, people. They have been in the trenches. They have weathered the storms, highs and lows, and they have used what they their experience, their knowledge, their gifts, their talents, and they have really taken that to the next level in their businesses. And um I, listen, I'm just happy right now that I got to have both of you on the show to talk about this. Because, Evan, you were my, I don't know if you saw Miss Call for me. Like, I was going to call you right after, but I called TJ because of some news I heard. And I wanted to plant that in your ear. I'm not going to share that on the public airways because that's exclusive information um, that you got to have exclusive access for. But with that, it was very important information as it relates to the, the global yeah. economy. And so this is why I wanted to have this conversation. And, and I want to step in a little bit here and talk about that uh, valuable information. Right now, family, we playing chess. America is about chess. So the question is, do you know how to play chess or are you still on checkers? You know what I'm saying? Because people get jumped all the time in checkers. You know what I mean? So when you learn how to play chess, <laughs> When, when you learn how to play chess, you realize, oh, I got to think, you know, four, five, six, seven moves ahead so I can win. You know, I got to be able to leverage some of these pawns. I'm going to send them out to die so I can get this get this king so we can win the game, right? Somebody's got to take a hit so we can win. So they don't have, these developers are out here playing, these the money people are out here playing chess. And they're like, okay, well, we, like Evan said, money don't have no feelings that don't care it's like these cash is like hey do we close down 45 schools in that black community because that land is is, is good because because google is gonna build they need bigger houses over there we got more billionaires now so they want larger homes so we got to just start building custom homes and we need land so let's close down the housing the schools in the black community because they all gonna be moving to palmdale and the cooler anyway you know what i mean so we got to learn how that stuff so works and realize that we are sometimes can you excuse me so, no i was going to ask you to put that in perspective for people who don't know when you refer to palmdale and lancaster not that it's not it's a negative thing it's just we've been identifying what has been happening over time in terms of housing affordability can you put that in perspective into where in atlanta or georgia do you see that happening like what is that what is their palmdale lancaster 
the Kula, uh, McDonough, uh, the Conyers, for example, those are far out cities that are like 30 minutes plus away from the city. Okay. You know, okay. so, you know, so for example, the people who are in Washington, DC, they're going to Maryland, you know, that's where the more affordable areas are. They're pushing them out to, uh, I can't even think of the city, but, but anyway. is it, isn't okay. Maryland seeing it? Isn't Maryland experiencing such a boom as well? I mean, I'm. Absolutely. I mean, from agents that I know in Maryland, I mean, they're closing deals left and right because yeah, yeah. they're getting Just multiple. Oxon Hill, Maryland, right? actually. Oxon, Oxon Hill, Maryland was your DC Palmdale, for example. Oxon Hill, Maryland. People would drive from Oxon Hill, Maryland, to into DC for their jobs. So now, guess what? Oxon Hill, Maryland is booming because they decided, hey, we're gonna build a casino out here. MGM built one of the the most expensive hotels mm -hmm. in the nation in uh, Oxon Hill, Maryland. Then they came in there and gentrified to change the name of the city to uh, something else. I forget. You know how every time other people come in, they want to change the I name. I did a show about that. I think that was season two, or I think I opened, I either closed out season six with that um, when I said when it's, you know, your new heights, your villas, your view parks, your new parks, whatever, right. you know, whatever you name the city, the MLS, and everybody's renaming it, things have changed. Um, Evan, I yeah. want to bring you back into this conversation I really as we connect. talk about money. I want to connect to what, what I love with brother, um, uh, brother TJ, especially when I go to his gentrification talks, he talks about um, really watching the real estate. This is such a connect huh? What? No, I was shouting out to uh, Miss Vivian Reed oh, is in the building. Oh, my, my homie. But uh, yeah, he, man, there's such a, there's such a connection. Um, between real estate, the real property, which is, you know, where people do business and the business of the business, which is the stock game. Uh, you know, so the real estate is is, is is where people do business, they dwell, stuff like that. And um, in the stock market is the pr products and services that supply that area. So TJ really talks about how watching these big, great companies, you mentioned the casino here in, in, in Georgia, where we're at, we had two big things that took place or two big buildings that were created along with uh, the redevelopment of the uh, of the Georgia Dome or whatever. But we had we had we had the SunTrust, the Braves Stadium, which moved to Cobb. We had and we had Amazon, which came in with two, three different facilities uh, that they're, they're, they're doing business out of for their to for their, to, to handle the boom that's taking place in Atlanta as far as getting products. Well, what goes along with that is, okay, well, if you're going to get a job at these Amazon facilities, you're typically going to be moving closer to Amazon. And then all of the businesses that are that now support the gas stations, the uh, restaurants, where people do business that work at Amazon, that gets a big boom. So the whole area gets, gets um, you know, gets a lot of influx of people to get the job and then to do business around that job. And so when we look at it from a stock perspective, we say, okay, well, what businesses support that big main business? Either the hotel, uh, the Amazons, Googles of the world, uh, the uh, the stadiums of the world, things like that. And TJ, can talk, he talks about that all the time uh, because these are the businesses that have a positive impact uh, in profitability because they're around a place that has a lot of people that's going to be doing business with their business. You know, exactly. You know what I'm looking at? You know, they're setting this thing up for a long time. Since Donald Trump came into office, they had this, you know, we got a developer, a land developer in the office, you know? So you got to understand, you got to, don't understand, you need to understand what's at hand here. He's saying, I mean, think about it. If we was here, if we were the president, I'm sure Evan would be selling more stuff than ever. But, you know, it would probably, you would probably pass a law that said it's mandatory that every person in America would have one of these ERGJ shirts, right? And Lisa would be like, it's <laughs> mandatory that every every state in America has to have a real estate of a, a, a real estate 100 book. You know what I mean? Something just like I would say. We just are made to get rich. Gotta have my curriculum, <laughs> and I have to okay, everybody. That will be law. You know what I'm saying? because you have the power to do that now that you're president. So since Mr. 45 is in office, he's going to make sure that when he gets out of office, that his people are going to be wealthier than wealthy has ever seen wealth. 
if that makes sense. Meaning he's moving all the stops out the way. He said, I'm going to put up this wall. I'm going to lock off the Hispanics and I'm going to turn around and, and get rid of that thing called affordable labor. We don't want no affordable labor over here. We don't, we don't want to be building that. That goes back when we talk. We right. That, that, that goes back. I, I wanted to. No, I was just I wanted to add because that goes back to your when we talk about phases of how this is happening is the opportunity zone. Now, mind you, he enacted that and he and his crew, they already had first dibs on the opportunity zone maps than it before everybody else did. They created you know, them. they had already they created, they created them. them. They already knew. They they had picked, they had their pick, they had their selection. And then now we're talking about phase two, which is this pandemic in terms of this shift that we're happening. Um, you know, Evan, your take on what phase three may look like. I mean. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, the interesting thing we say phase three, right? Now we start talking about where we are. I mean, this is a, it's a big, it's like a big, like he says, chess. It's all these different moves. So we're in we're in this phase where obviously we, the headlines, the stuff that people are talking about, is not the stuff that really matters. It's not the real stuff that really matters behind the scenes. So so that's the, that's the big headline. That's what's that's that's the that's what the media is for. But on the on the back end, you have okay, what do we need to do to make sure we stay in office? <laughs> that's what, that's what you need to ask yourself. That's what forty five. That's what the whole team is, is, is that's the whole thing right now what do we need to do to make sure that we stay in office uh, you know not to be the, one of the first presidents not to run two terms so we continue so we can continue to push our agenda the republican agenda or the agenda of the cabinet that's in office right now that's the whole strategy right now so they can continue as he said to build up uh, continue the process of their long-term wealth-building game while they have the power. That's why I do, do a show called The Money and the Power. Uh, the money is what comes through the power structure that is built and being able to construct the laws that are benefit you and your conglomerates, you and your peeps, you and your homies uh, for the long for the long term. So I think this next step right now, they're in the stay in office step, which which includes a little bit of distraction. But one thing I will say, and I want to ask you guys this, because this just came across the board today, uh, where they're looking to uh, they're looking to ban travel uh, from Europe to the United States starting on Friday. Which I thought it was banning travel to Europe, but I read from Europe. Right. This this thirty day period. For those who are prepared, for everybody that's watching, put in the comments, be prepared. For those who are prepared, I can tell you this. For those that have disciplined themselves to actually put some money away for a rainy day, this is the rainy day. But it's not the rainy day that's bad. It's actually the rainy day that's good. Because if you put money away for such a time as this, and you say over the next 30-day period, it's going to cause a real decline in the market for 30 days because no travel means no logistics coming in, no real big business in it. All these businesses are going to be impacted if this thing holds for 30 days, which I don't think it will. But now you have a little bit of your money saved up. And then as soon as that thing hit rock bottom and you hear that they have lifted that travel ban, you go, you, this next 15 to 30 days, you should be studying. You should be looking for some great quality opportunities. Real, whether it's real estate or in the stock game, you're like, man, this is a, this is a true opportunity zone for those who have prepared or are prepared. This is a true once in a lifetime, once not in a lifetime, once in a decade. Would you say, TJ, about a decade? Once in a decade. This is, this is a once in a lifetime situation. This this is the most historical time in history. Most historic. So, so it is meaning. In the the next four historic years, you can say, historic. hey, you can say, hey, I started off, I bought an apartment building and I kept buying, and all of a sudden, in four years now, I'm a billionaire. I started off broke with, with $50 to my name and my mama's credit. Now, four years later, I'm a billionaire. <laughs> this is that kind of economy. <laughs> this is that kind of economy. Because how did you how do you get there? If you know the game, this is this is what's happening. 
If you don't know the game, you're going to sit back and be homeless. So that's why I say it's not fair for people who don't know the game. That's why it's important for us to have these shows. That's why it's important for people to take, seek, you know, additional education. School alone is not enough. They need coaches. They With need that training. being said, we got a few minutes left to the show. We've been ripping and running. And I want to give the people an opportunity to connect with whatever you guys have coming. Mark Daniels, I want to get caught up with our comments. Thank you for tuning in. He says, shouldn't we form opportunity funds so we can participate? That's been a long going on conversation since 2017. So get connected with people who are actively doing that. So yes, um, Vivian says, be prepared. Absolutely. Um, so TJ, what do you have? Trainings, workshops, do you have something coming up you want to share with people? Let them know how to reach and connect with you. And Evan, I want you to do the same. Uh, so that people know how to get connected with you and what you're doing, because education is key. Um, and at this point, the fact that each and every one of us actually have our own shows, <laughs> by the way, and we each are doing education from coast to coast. Um, anyone who knows us knows that they are getting um, relevant information on the ground information and um, we keep it up to date and fresh. So all you have to do is get connected. But guess what? Don't leave somebody don't leave somebody behind. You know your other folks. They need access to this information. So if you have uh, shared this video, please press two in the comments below. Let us know that you've already shared the video and you've empowered somebody else during this time of stocking toilet paper, tissue, and, and water, and rice, or whatever else you guys are doing. You should be stocking up on this, on this game, this information, and getting educated. And like Evan said, we're going to have a very wonderful opportunity uh, to be looking for wanna, the best opportunity. I want to say something real quick before we do get off. Okay, first of all, you got to go to thomastjlofton.com. You want to type that in, Lisa? Put my website up for people who want to yep, get in contact. I'm drop me. it for you. Phone number as well. Order the book off of there. Uh, book to your door, $32 uh, to your door. If you're in the USA, if you're outside, reach out to me with your information. I'll give you a price on it. But what I want to say is we got a lot of people who are being mis misled. So we got a lot of people who are working hard to get this credit right now, but they don't realize that during the last housing uh, fall, they chopped people's credit cards down. If y'all remember, do you remember that Lisa? People who had all this yep. credit, people started living off of the credit during the downturn. So all of a sudden the credit card company started canceling people's credit. So I want to know people reducing the credit reducing credit limits mm -hmm. absolutely so you were thinking i had a hundred thousand dollars in credit and people were like i did not even use the cards and i didn't owe anything on them they were all a hundred thousand and the next thing you know i don't have any credit anymore they reduced me down to five hundred dollars that's because they got they pulled the money out of the street so i tell people don't put all your energy into to credit you know because i saw it i saw how it happened just like we did. They did a run on the bank during the last housing crash. You know, IndyMac Bank was the first to go. That was our me as a developer. That was the bank we used. And my buddies called me, like Evan say. I remember that. Yeah, I, I had my deals closed. My yeah, say, my client buddy, was freaked out when they disappeared. Yeah, my <laughs> buddy called me. Say, TJ, go get your money out of IndyMac Bank. I say, transfer it. He say, no, go get it out. Go pull your cash out. I said, man, I got over. Go pull it out. Go pull it out. Over hundred thousand, and he said, go pull your cash out. I say, should I transfer it to Wells? He said, no. All the banks, all the bank stock is dropping like crazy. Don't you don't get a cashier's check. Get cash. Remember, they had to shut the banks down, and then Obama came in and asked for. Some, I mean, Bush ordered some money because that digital money didn't even exist. They had to print some money, and that's when all the other countries got mad and said. Y'all money ain't even real no more because you ain't got enough gold in the right. Bank. But I want people to know. Thanks, Miss Vivian, for cash. sharing the video. We appreciate you. I got a gift coming your way, by the way. So Keep I want to bless you because you've been an amazing supporter. So I want to definitely share share with you. TJ, thank you for that. Um, again, check out thomastjlofton.com. Uh, thomastjlofton.com. Give you an opportunity to get connected and order the book. Um, he's the author of Monetizing Gentrification, and it's not what you think, all right? It's not what you think. Um, he's it, It's very controversial. He's getting a lot of pushback, but he's giving you a lot of gems and strategies on how to even recognize <laughs> what gentrification looks like, all right? Uh, ERGJ, my friend, listen, 
let them know what's going on. How do we get connected with you? What's the best way to do that? <laughs> uh, uh, some of the easiest ways, uh, we're on Facebook uh, and, and YouTube. So you can check us out, ERGJ Enterprises. Uh, I do a daily show, uh, which is the Money and Power Show. Definitely got to have you guys on. Uh, you know, want to schedule out uh, so we can talk about your uh, particular uh industry and the things that you guys are bringing to the table um so this ergj enterprise we find across all different platforms ergj you see that in the back uh that'll be uh facebook youtube also instagram um we do have an opportunity for those that are interested in uh in actually investing not just looking at other people invest but actually getting in the game uh so i do teach stock investing and we do have an investment club uh in order to be a part of that uh that would actually require uh your joining our Black Billionaires Club. So not only is it a book that I wrote, it's actually a club that I manage and run. Uh, and we actually have an investment club where we have pulled over $10,000 together and invested. Uh, last I looked, we were up, but we probably are down now because of the market. Uh, but uh, we're looking for some more opportunities and we'll be open to have an open enrollment soon. And then uh, I run one other business, uh, which is my retail business, which is ERGJ Black Bazaar. Uh, you can check that out at uh, ERGJ Black Bazaar across to all platforms, ERGJ, then Black Bazaar. Um, that's www.dblackbazaar.com, Afrocentric Marketplace. Uh, we specialize in Afrocentric home decor, personal care products, natural personal care products. Just added hip cream, by the way. Hip cream. Uh, and uh, and uh, <laughs> black on fire gifts. So. Uh, yeah, that's where we're at, man. But my main thing, guys, I, I, I'm a teacher. I'm, I'm a teacher. I'm an educator. So I just try to try to make sure people understand at the level of their uh, at their level and uh, and then raise them up from there. Likewise. Got Lisa, it. Thank you. Up, put my thank social media up too. Lisa. I appreciate it. I want to I want to say thank you both for, for making time and hanging with me and sharing with the community. Um, you you know, this is always fun to me. Um, and Evan, you had so is much that, going is that on. Green screen behind you, or you got a big old piano? You gonna go play for us? Yeah, listen, I'm gonna play. To, I'm not gonna play my grand piano, piano tonight. I might turn on the fireplace, but uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, she did say super, she did say super agent, didn't she? Oh, yeah, she did say super agent. Okay. Yeah, man. What would you, what would you expect? I know. <laughs> what would you expect? Hey, if you, if, if you what did you you'll expect? See the, you'll see the yacht outside the window there sitting in the water right there. You know? Let them let know. Let them know. We, you know, we sitting on the beachfront property doing a show. Uh, with that being said, I just want to say I love you. Love you. I um, appreciate you. Ruth Calhoun, she says, uh, good information. Thank you for tuning in. If you're just tuning in, make sure you hashtag replay. That way you catch all this valuable information. I mean, we really got a bonus. Uh, tonight because Evan was able to make it. Uh, and that was me sending out those vibes because I didn't get to call and text him. But I actually, this is what I wanted to happen. I wanted to have the real estate conversation. I wanted to have the stock conversation. And I brought two people on here that has been watching the market, has, that has been participating in the market. And um, we really are excited and happy that you guys came on. Um, oh, shout out to my family, Auntie Martha. She says, very interesting show. Oh, that's my cousin Maya. Shout out to Maya. And um, she says, all ears. So, yes, Lisa, e put even my the baby. Put up my social media. Uh, put your social media up. Listen, he's giving out orders on my show now. Listen, I don't know. You're giving out orders on my show. Please do. Please do. Thank you kindly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Greatly appreciate it. Okay. So, what, what, is your, what is your social media? You're at what? Thomas TJ Thomas TJ Lofton. At Facebook and IG, LOFTI. All right. Now I'm trying to get like you and Evan. I ain't got no fancy backgrounds and all that, but you know we hey we trying now. If yeah, I can get my social media, up, I'll be all right. It's called marketing, brother. You gotta get you up to speed on your marketing, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Where, where you go? There yeah, you go. Yeah. Can anybody read that? There you go. There you go. Right. Oh, <laughs> right. So you guys are all we're all here. All right, we're gonna get ready to wrap this up because I know hey, we're all night, but I want to real be quick, Lisa. Man, I might be scared if this was the Hennessy virus, but I can do without a corona for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was slow when you mentioned it. I was like, Oh, that's cool, that's funny. 
I just got the joke right now. <laughs> I just got that joke right now, but that I got it. Corona, Budweiser, Hennessy virus, I got it. So for those people who for those people who drink Corona would have got that joke. See, I, you know, that one first went like this over my head. But with that being said, I want to say thank you all. We're gonna get ready to sign this off. Evan, I appreciate you, man. We'll continue. Continue to do amazing things for the community. For those of you who are new, make sure you subscribe to the show. Keyword ready, set, real estate on all your favorite uh, radio podcast channels everywhere. And again, listen, make sure that you are either subscribed as a loyal supporter because we're doing amazing things on the show, even offering our new giveaways. We have our monthly real estate webinars happening. And on March 21st, we are having our monthly webinar called Understanding Appraisals. All right. So we'll see you next week for another information-packed episode on Ready, Set, Real Estate. See ya. Hey.